Hello chaps, I'm Ray Wilkins and you're listening to the Football Ramble. enough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm Marcus and it's beautiful to have you here. The three chaps are here too. Jim. Hello. Pete. Flavour. And Luke. <laughs> Alright. Um, now then, of course, for the month of October, we have teamed up with Pez 2012, haven't we, Pete? We have indeed. During the month of October, as you've already said, we are sponsored by Pez 2012, the footballers' football game, oh, which yes. is out uh, Friday the 14th, only a couple of days to wait if uh, you're listening to this on the day the podcast comes out. It's coming out on the uh, PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 because class is permanent, isn't it, Marcus? It is. Oh, absolutely. Football's permanent. Mm. Right then, let's start. Uh, we've just had the international matches, of course. Uh, I'd like to ask you guys, um, obviously we're eligible to play for England, probably not going to happen. But if you were well, eligible, you should have gone on Friday. That's <laughs> uh, <it's> true. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the libero. Yeah. Um, if you were eligible to play for another country, and let's just say you could play for them, uh, who would you like to be eligible for, Jim? I would. You got go to say why for- as well. I've got to say why. Yeah, yeah well, well, I was going to. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. crucial. Do you not remember his answer? Just crucial you part of the answer. You isn't it? All right. <laughs> I, I would go for the Galapagos Islands. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a country. Uh, for the it's purposes not, of this, it'll do. It's, 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 no, 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 it's, it's Ecuador. Well, I'll Ecuador then. All right. But I'll, I'll, do, I'll do, move do, out do, there. Do, 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 do. And uh, I'll move out <laughs> there and I'll play for a club on the Galapagos Islands. Because it'd be fun, wouldn't it? You'd get there's all no, these weird no, animals. There's no, there's no clubs on there. You've been there? Yeah, I have. They've got a whole yeah, Did you see all of it? Did you see all of it? You didn't think I'd say it. I didn't at all, no. Did you scour every part of it? There might be a club there. There are clubs in all kinds of weird places. I'll start one. A lot of I'll start a club. Let him have it. You started something, I'll tell you that. This isn't about club football anyway. So up yours, Marcus Speller. Okay. Yeah. This is about Humboldt Penguins and the Galapagos Islands. So shut your out. A lot of volleyball goes on there. I don't care about volleyball, Marcus, as you well know. All the points by the sounds of it. I would go to Ecuador I would move to the Galapagos Island I'd make a little team of me and like weird monkeys that you don't get anywhere else and I'd be happy I don't think there's monkeys on there Darwin's Finch there it is one of them yeah there'll yeah. be monkeys on the Galapagos Turtles <laughs> okay. it's a suicidal answer <laughs> <laughs> in my mind <laughs> in arguing with the boss before this get this point before this I was worried about my answer <laughs> <laughs> oh well then Pete it India. could just be the week you get India. the point it's India Marcus okay Animals not as good Straight away <laughs> Tigers Tigers mate Yeah but you can get them In other places There's loads of stuff You can only get on the Galapagos <laughs> Alright then that's, an, that's a very small part Of Ecuador surely Yeah Yeah but I'm localising <laughs> In fact I'm going to start A revolution there oh, Visualising You've had your bit <laughs> Well it's India Marcus It's right, India Right okay because Interesting I, uh, Because um, there's, there's a huge uh, Disconnect between The uh, size of the country And uh, how many players Actually uh, have achieved <laughs> stuff for that country so and shot. also because Michael Chopper is a bit rubbish and he disappointed me I thought he was going to be the great white hope for Asian Britons but uh, <laughs> he, he turned out not to be you've written of a whole country because of Michael Chopra pretty much yes exactly yeah. see what you've done Michael <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your fault you thought you were just a failure on the football he played up front for India he's just a glory <laughs> brilliant yeah. glorious thing to think about fantastic yeah. uh, Luke um, I'd probably have to go for Sweden 
I've been there. It's I a knew. great country. I'd fit in with my uh, Swedish yeah. look. Sort of Nordic mm. man. And I'd be up front with Latin. What's not to like? <laughs> what is not <laughs> to like? That's true, that's true. A I big man, big man combo. Would you get Sven in charge? Would you root for Sven? It's not any, any opportunity yeah. in there to be in God. <laughs> later will be greater. <laughs> you can have a bit of Sven later on, are we? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Don't get Sweden. I think, you'd look, I think you'd look good chewing uh, chewing tobacco. Oh, there's little packets at the, the Swedish lake. Chewing gum. They're little tea bags, but they've got tobacco in them. Oh, I'm not sure. Be, I'm not they sure. put them oh, in between the, the gum and the uh, tooth. Well, that's specifically a Swedish phenomenon, is it? I think so, yeah. Well, certainly, like, like uh, packing in America. Say again. Packing, you know, the pack to tobacco. Pack, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I said packing <laughs> in America. Uh, tobacco, like baseball players. Is it like oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, uh, yeah. Right. So it's like chewing tobacco, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I'm going to go for Ghana. Oh, I thought you would. I was I'm, thinking about I'm practically Ghana, as it is. And. That's, yeah, there is an argument to be had there. Uh, African Cup of Nations, you get involved, they're on the way up. Beautiful. Bit of dancing. Beautiful country, beautiful Pop people, man. wonderful. Pop man. Pop, Pop man, man cheering me on. Oh, yeah, good. That would they be good. You could be his mate. It, I, I am. Like, his easily. Mate. If you play for them, he'd love to be your mate. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Pete's got the points this week. Oh, my God. I think by default. Yeah, yeah, the other fair, two yeah. were rubbish. Never mind. So uh, you got it. Right well, now. Look, I'm telling you, I'm going to move to the Galapagos Islands, stage a coup, make it its own country, and I'm going to prove all of you wrong. <laughs> a lot oh. of animals that d- d- say the word coo when they talk <laughs> <laughs> on there. It's all very strange, isn't it? Uh, now so then, if you'd like to have you, a crack uh, of that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, um, that is the competition, isn't it? Get your answers in to uh, show at thefootballramble.com for a chance to win PES 2012. Please specify in the uh, subject title, it's obviously PES 2012, and state in the email which console you would prefer, Xbox or... PS3. PS3. Simple as end So last week's question we had, how would you punish Carlos Tevez? Jimbo. I'm going to read out the uh, the answer for the Xbox winner, uh, who is Simon, and uh, he says, Ramblers... As a punishment for Carlito's latest act of petulance, I would allow him to move to Argentina for free and provide a company jet Mm. when he is on the jet. A mysterious Middle Eastern doctor, I'm sure the owners know one, will spike his drink (laughs) and perform plastic surgery on his face. When he wakes, a mirror will be handed to him and the bandages removed to reveal that the surgery has made him look exactly like Roberto Mancini. Good. He will be met at the airport by his much-mentioned family who will not recognise him as Carlos Tevez and then just leave. He will be left alone with no club, no family, and the face of Roberto Mancini A face he will see in the mirror every day it's As he prepares yeah. for another appearance As a Roberto Mancini lookalike Opening a supermarket in Berry. Cheers Simon Simon the Xbox game is going to make its way over to you um, He'd still be invented. good at footballer wouldn't he And he'd look like Roberto Mancini So if anything Yeah that would make Roberto Mancini seem better than he is. But the yeah. way he wrote the email was like, well, he wouldn't have any family or a football club, but he would like Roberto Mancini. Yeah. So it's not all bad. No. Yeah, but if you if you were annoyed by Roberto Mancini, you wouldn't want his face. That's true. That's yeah. the standard you've got to aspire to, listeners, if you want to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> And the second winner is uh, Ben, who says, I would super glue him to one of those car seats that they use for the bench these days. Don't want to come off the bench? Well, now you can't. <laughs> also, force him to learn English. Then only speak to him in French. Wow. Cheers, Ben. All right, and there's the two winners this week. Uh, if you want to have a chance to win PES 2012, get your answers in to this week's opening question, which is, of course, if you could be eligible for a second national team, who would it be and why? Show at thefootballramble.com is the email address. And make sure you put PES 2012 in the subject line to separate and the wheat from the chaff. That's right, that's right. Uh, now then, let's move on to the European Championship qualifiers. Montenegro 2, England 2. England gloriously through to the European <laughs> Championships next summer 
do we agree, Jimbo? Mm, it has been overshadowed, hasn't it? The fact that we actually <laughs> qualified. There's not really, there's not really been anything mentioned about it. So no. it's just like all about oh, Rooney's lost his head again. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. It is a long oh, way away. <laughs> no, it's a long way away. But it's you know, it's positive that we got there. Is let's, it enough no, time for preparation? A rethink, a rehaul. I think it is important to say that we qualified because otherwise we'd be in danger of of, of just completely ignoring that fact <laughs> and, and going talk about all the negatives, which that's I'm sure right, we're about right. to do. I, I thought that Montenegro gave England far too much respect and certainly the first sort of 20 minutes very much so yeah if they backed themselves they could have beat us I'll tell you what it's funny isn't it typical uh, I was watching um, the game at Socrates the bloggers meet and so many people there were thinking oh isn't it nice Montenegro scored you know, like the second one. Oh, it's good to see them all celebrating. It's like such English football fans. Yeah, yeah. I like the way like the, the, the striker uh, after the second one climbed over. Oh, he, didn't. He, he was nearly slipping over the they top. They couldn't of that, didn't believe yeah. their luck. They were loving. It. <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely, and that's great to see. Isn't absolutely that? marvelous to see. Yeah, it's a very very small nation, isn't it? It's yeah. impressive that they're such a good side. And they the young e- nation they were as well. Excellent in the air. They yeah. dominated. Absolutely dominated. Mm. But yeah, it just it irks me that we are even having this conversation that we're sort of, I'm having to agree with Gary Neville. It, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Do you think like a Gillingham? supporter really has these sort of soul searching discussions every the start of every season or the end of every season <laughs> sort of going why aren't we winning the Premier League we're not good enough we've not been good enough for, uh, for a very long time mm. and it's not mm. I don't see it as that big a problem to be honest I watch an England match I enjoy it for mm. what it is mm-hmm. we're never going to win the World Cup <laughs> in, in, in recent uh, in recent times but it's fine it's absolutely this fine this is the point I was making the, uh, the other week whenever it was that, that you know if, if we do go away to Holland or some bigger nation and we mug them in the last minute we get a lucky deflective goal we've been awful they've been pounding us and we win we wouldn't be happy with that we wouldn't be like hey, we've mugged them you know mm. we'd yeah. be like, well, we still didn't play very well and as you say Pete we've never played well it's as, for, for me well, years. I, I for think, years I would say the last time uh, England were enjoyable at a tournament was Euro 2004 and there was a time, you know, the game against oh, Croatia okay, and England okay, like, were okay. really good in spells, and there were spells where they were good to watch. And that's the thing with England; it's always spells. You but know, you get the impression that international football's moved on quite a lot since then. Yeah, yeah. But I just want that back. That's all I want from England. I want them to, to be good. But you know, I just want to, I just want to enjoy watching them play. I don't care if they don't win things. I, I want it to enjoy it while they're at the tournament. I'll t- tell you your point, Jim and Pete. I understand what you're saying, but is, is the issue not that people don't? People do agree with that, I think, to a certain extent. But do people not think? They could be good, and that's the point. Well, it's one of those yeah, so. no, got a massive population. We've, we've never got a massive history yeah. of, of international mm. football. You know, great resources. pedigree, resources. We, we we sort of we we certainly standardised the game and gave it to the world. We probably didn't invent it. We standardised it and gave it to the world. But that was the best part of a hundred years ago. Oh, it was. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Really, and one World Cup win does not uh, another World Cup win begat. You know, it, it just I, we've never for me we've never overachieved because we've never really underachieved for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've always done quite well. You know what I mean? It's all just, right. Yeah, we've always done all right. Yeah, we're middling. Yeah, 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 especially if you look at the sort of, you know, 82, 86, 90. You know, there was some nice stuff played. And, it was and, more and, right also, and also, I think um, the, the success of the English game sort of flatters us to a certain extent because yeah, yeah, yeah. the English league certainly has had nothing to do, and the success of it has had nothing to do with an English player for such mm. a long time. You mm. know what I mean? And we kind of sort of flatter ourselves a little bit. But we've bit. done the soul search and the introspection that we did after the World Cup. So we've, you know, we've done that already. We sure. know, everyone knows, everyone worth, you know, their, their opinion on football knows what. What England need to do to sort it out it's just whether it will be done or not and Gary Neville's absolutely right and, and it, it does actually feed back into your point Jim about Euro 2004 and I would actually probably go a bit further back under sort of someone like Hoddle when we actually played some yeah. decent football yeah. and we experimented a little bit and played you know quite expansive stuff is that the, yeah, the game's moved on the, the game is all about sort of a bit about pace and about sort of moving things around 
I do think Apo takes some of the blame because he's not picking the players that, in my opinion, he should be picking. If you look at what Germany did, some of the players that performed so admirably in the World Cup last summer didn't have masses of caps beforehand, but oh, they were almost seen as a bit of a gamble it's to put them in. Müller was a example of that. Yeah, but Capello didn't do that, did he? No, of course he and, never. And for me, I know it's a bit of a sort of, it seems a bit like sort of um, chucking the baby out of the bathwater to a certain extent, but what is the merit in, I know we've got to ensure we qualify for these tournaments, but what is the merit in playing John Terry I know he's captain but I don't agree with that either playing John Terry playing Lampard well, playing, who, you, you've got to give these players you, you can, what I'm trying to say is you can't um, <clears throat> sort of simulate yeah, sure. a big a big England game in a friendly it doesn't work so if you put young players in, in a friendly they always know it's only a friendly you need to at some point gamble with them and put them in yeah. and give them a chance so, well he's done that a little bit yeah I would argue he's done that more than a, kind of most recent England managers if you look at I the still players don't think it's enough, though. Yeah, but I, th- I don't think putting in John Terry is a bad idea considering Cahill's a bit inexperienced and Phil Jones's experience. Mm. You got to have a little bit of something. Yeah, you got to have there. someone in there that knows what they're doing. You got to get that balance of experience in sort of youth and the, the new players, right? Which is exactly what. Well, that's that gone. But that's gone match to is. match, though, isn't it? What do you? Where do we take them in two years' time when John Terry's not there anymore? It's just yeah. kind of. It, it just. Yeah, but it, one of those guys bit. will have more experience. By then. But, but what I'm, I suppose what I'm saying at is club there. level certainly. But you know, it just it just doesn't seem. It just how does someone right. like How does someone like Carl Walker then, who's a really highly rated prospect yeah. at right back, how does he become a, a sort of a sort of international footballer for my money you don't put Phil Jones at right back against Montenegro because uh, he's, for me his strongest position is centre back you put someone like Carl Walker in and you give him the, the game and you give him the shirt for six or seven games mm. and you give him a chance to become an international but, but footballer Jones himself is not an established sort of international though is he and he's been playing very well for Man United at right back so it could be that he, you know Capello's got his eye on putting him there or just the fact he's on the pitch at all you know is positive yeah. you know if he's, if he's got his eye on using him for the future I, I, just, I just think players like Barry like what's the point what's well, the point well look at the way he dealt with a big tournament so yeah. to speak you know what I mean he was exactly the same and he's he's a man who's advanced in years we were you pinning know? our hopes on Barry when he was in Japan it was weird it? wasn't it so Kieran Dyer in the, uh, in the 2002 World Cup we always people like oh as long as he's fit we'll have someone on the left I've got nothing Kieran against Gareth Barry I think He's an alright player And he fits into that Man City team okay And he, and he does a job He's far too slow No of course yeah. and, he, and he shouldn't be in the team Because he's not a long term prospect I know Cleverly's injured And Cleverly should be given the shirt and The experience I'm yeah. just more fatigued By the fact that we're <laughs> talking about Wayne fucking Rooney yeah. And it's just kind of like You know what He hasn't been in form for England For, for quite a while There's been the odd match here and there is there even an argument that if he can't hack it at national level, and he hasn't for for quite a while? I don't know. He's he involved, he was involved in the goals, wasn't he? And it's he's not been scoring so much, but he has been creating. Yeah, you but know, what, I don't what, think, I think Rooney's been as bad as people are making out. English, Rooney's clearly England's best player, but the, the fact is that England weren't playing that well before he got sent off anyway. They were still they were, they were playing quite poorly before he got the red card. But England need to le- learn how to play without him anyway. You can't always look to him. The reason it's annoying that he got sent off is because it's someone it's just another thing to pin your pin your excuses on. To pin your your reason for what is essentially a game that should have been won. Uh, to pin your excuses on it uh, in Montenegro are a good team they're a good team at home we qualified it's not the end of the world is it mm. I'm just I tired mean, of these talismans that we just sort of hold up to these, uh, these ridiculously high expectations and yeah. they're always going to fail because we're not that good a team and we <laughs> don't have that strong uh, set of individuals it's just one of those things deal with it I do think we, we've got a sort of um Exciting group of players coming through, though. If you look at the likes of sort of Jack Wilshere, uh, you know Danny Welbeck, Danny We've Sturridge, before, Tom Clevery. You know I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know. We have just got Tom Clevery there. We have, but uh, of course, you know, we'll ha- we've had them before. We'll have them again. It's just how it works. I just think yeah. it's 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 positive that England's going to be different. It's like we were saying a couple of weeks ago. It's nice to finally be having a conversation where we're not talking about the fact it's going to be Lampard and.
and Gerard in the, mm. in the middle together. Mm. It, it, it's the next generation on from that, and yeah. there's a bit of mystery to it because we yeah. don't quite know how it's going to go. And I, for one, I, I'm enjoying that, you know. And it's just because you get so fatigued by England being the same over and over again. And I know certain things are still there, certain problems are still there, but it, but it is changing. And yeah, well, and, no, and, and, and it'll take some time for. I, th- I think a midfield with with Scott Parker and Jack Wiltshire in the middle. I think that's, that's, I think that's all right. cleverly as well. You know, yeah, mm. you've got clever. I think you've got cool. a few options. There. I think it, what I think that, that I understand the points, but Capello, you've got to qualify. Um, if he does not qualify, that is catastrophic mm. for English football. So and England don't always qualify for things. Well, well, it's, it's fairly regular that we, that we don't. And we yeah. need to remember. That. I think his intention is: you, you qualify, you've got a few friendlies against some real big teams. Uh, a try, he said he's going to try a lot of young players. You know, Rooney apparently is not going to start any of these uh, subsequent friendlies. Mm. Um, and just, I mean, he's not got a lot of time to try a few different bits and pieces. He's seen a lot of players. I think he's got an idea of who he wants. Um, and at international level, though, if, you, if you're going to win a tournament, you've got to use your squad very wisely. Yeah. You know, if you look at the, the Spain team that won the World Cup and, and the Euros as well, they they had regular players coming off the bench that came off the bench in pretty mm. much every game to freshen right. it up. And they had ideas. You you need to have those different options. You can't just have your strongest eleven and then see what happens. You've got to have sort of you got to have that real squad mentality, and it gives Capello a good opportunity to do that. I think. Mm, well, we'll see you next summer, won't we? Yeah, but certainly the next few friendlies are actually important. These aren't going to be you know nine changes at half time or whatever. I'm having a tenner on us to win it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see anyone that can trouble us, really. <laughs> well, we invented the game. Exactly. Well, it's about time these other countries show us a bit of respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right then. Uh, another good win for Wales. 2 0 at home against Switzerland. It was Go nice. On the Welsh. It was, mm. and that's, and that's, and that's, a, that's a really encouraging side for them because although they obviously can't qualify, we said a week or two ago that it's important for them to get some sort of stability yeah. for, for Gary Speed to grow as a coach with them. Yep. They've got some good young players coming through. That boy from Crystal Palace, John Williams. <clears throat> Ramsey they got Bale that's Ramsey Bale yeah. both scored yeah. didn't they yeah, and, uh, that's encouraging as well because they're big name players need to do it for them on an international level and Ramsey and Bale have both delivered there Switzerland are not bad no, yeah. they're a good side well the last two matches were top 20 opposition FIFA rankings wise well, yeah, it's so. pretty good and yeah. he's going to be taking uh, he's going to be taking them out to uh, Costa Rica next month when they haven't got oh, nice. uh, they've got a spare week where it's an international like, playoff spaces and yep. stuff where yep. the, the Premier League takes a, a bit of a break so that's great and it'd be great just to have them away yep. all together uh, in a completely different continent mm. don't Fantastic. forget they would have got signed out of the game at Wembley if Earnshaw didn't have that horrific miss yeah, yeah. that's it um, yeah I think the World Cup qualification for 2040 can't come quick enough for them yeah so we'll see now then oh we Romania 2 Belarus 2 Adrian Mutu with a double Adrian Mutu Indeed, playing Jane. for Romania you say <laughs> <laughs> but what he, about his he lifetime ban Marcus <laughs> oh he got declared officially dead by a doctor but then saw CPR him back to life so he's, he's got out of it okay. you are right we spoke about this recently that Adrian Mutu got a lifetime ban from the Romanian national team only a couple of months ago but he managed to score twice how did he do this well apparently he had a phone call a uh, phone conversation with the manager and apologised so all was okay <laughs> um, wow they got no hope of qualifying that's how you do it kids uh, no, they're out. that, they're, that they're, probably means I can get back into Central Europe yeah, yeah, yeah I like how the coach um, Piturka um, Piturka he said uh, the two players had been expelled from for life from the national team it's a pity but rules are strict and they should have known it that's what he said at the time <laughs> um, but he's uh, reversed that decision then he's course. gone actually but he is actually really good yeah, he's he sort of my best player <laughs> <laughs> also uh, 
West Brom defender Tamas uh, again falls into that category. Apparently, his apology was sufficient to reverse <laughs> the, uh, the, the the lifetime ban. Mutu's uh, on thirty four goals for Romania, which is one behind uh, Hadji's uh, thirty five. With a better ratio as well, seventy one seventy one matches. He's, yeah. uh, he's um, they're in the same group as France and Bosnia, are they? I believe so. Yeah. It's a shootout. Basically, they play each other. Don't know the winner. Well, at the time of recording, we don't know uh, who's reaching the playoffs. Who's even finished in first place in, in some of the Bosnia groups. basically got through by just smashing Luxembourg more than everybody else. <laughs> that seemed to be the, the, the thing with that. With I that hope group. that was always the plan. <laughs> <laughs> now, at time of recording, of course, uh, Europe has a lot of loose ends to tie up with their qualification campaigns, but uh, the African Cup of Nations qualifying is finished. And Niger have qualified for the first time for the uh, African Cup of Nations. It's the first time we've ever qualified for a major tournament, I think. I think so, yeah. It's an incredible achievement because they're in the same group as South Africa, Sierra Leone, and Egypt. Yeah, they had a bit of a helping hand, though, didn't they? They did have a. Well. By the most confusing set of rules. Stephen Pienaar certainly found the confusion. <laughs> South Africa, of course, thought they'd qualified because mm, yeah. they thought it was goal difference, which is fair enough. But you've got to check the rules. Stephen. Always read rule 14.1 if you remember <laughs> anything from this podcast. Yeah. I mean, all, all of the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so what happened was uh, they went into the last game. Uh, Niger lost 3 0 against Egypt. They finished on nine points. South Africa drew with Sierra Leone, who both then finished on nine points. South Africa just thought they needed a draw because of this. They Played for a draw. <laughs> it's like Man City that time when they thought they were going to stay up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you're at home against Sierra Leone. <laughs> go for it. Go for the yeah. jugular. Go for it. Why not? Make sure. Um, These people have paid to see you. Yeah. Bafana, Bafana. <laughs> they, they did a lap of honour. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, no. Nigeria, Nigeria, 93rd in the FIFA rankings. Yeah. I've been reading my FIFA rankings this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was so you've got the three teams finished top on, on nine points, but it was the, the greater number of points obtained in the matches between. Between these three teams, it wasn't yeah, going head to head record. Well, yeah. It wasn't even a head-to-head between Niger and South Africa because South Africa still had a better one. But because Sierra Leone came in because they finished on the same points, it's uh, the, the games against um, both teams. And yeah. Niger came top with six, and South Africa were, were second with five. I love the such a baffling set of rules. The South African manager basically admitted he didn't know, yeah. <laughs> which, is a, which is a foolish move. He should have just gone. No, I obviously knew that. I just uh, so, yeah, what? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> South Africa apparently thinking about appealing uh, and protesting as they. <laughs> Say, as that. they say goal difference is a fair way of doing things but they should have protested before the qualifying yeah, exactly. matches if you're that strongly about it <laughs> yeah, they, oh they're never getting that so if, they, if they do get through that would be an absolute disgrace oh, well, imagine that it's, gr- sh- it's great for uh, d- that fellow who plays for Niger uh, he scored a few goals from Dodo uh, Kamalu mm. he plays his football in Tripoli now oh he goodness. is going to want wow. a bit of a holiday for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll have had a hell of a few weeks. Libya qualified as well, L- qualified yeah. as, well as uh, one of the best runners up after drawing away with Zambia. Apparently, it was real heroics from the uh, the Libyan national team. Forty-year-old goalkeeper they've got, and, he, go. and he was he was pulling off saves like was, nobody's been. Was, I'll was, stick it, a video on Ramble too. It was beautiful, lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, managed to get um, the, the crucial point there. But uh, yeah, Libya and Niger, the, the, surely the, the the story of qualifying Egypt, is, uh, is aimed at them. Egypt had an absolute stinker, but yeah. obviously there's mitigating circumstances. Sure, sure, even. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, a lot of the teams in that continent. We are self-hating England fans, aren't we? Yeah, we get so excited about about Libya. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, Niger, Niger, unbelievable achievement. So uh, the teams that have gone through include obviously Ivory Coast, Ghana, Angola, Senegal, Mali. Teams that haven't qualified: Egypt, South Africa, Cameroon, and Nigeria. Mm. Nigeria, Algeria as well. Algeria Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they yeah. were out as well uh, Nigeria lost out They drew at home with Guinea Guinea go through Instead of them It was a last minute equaliser In the, Abuja The capital of Nigeria 
What a sickness. Dramatic. What a sickness. <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the Nigerians. It's, the, the, it's always a really good tournament. I always really enjoy mm. watching it. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be an interesting one as well without so many of the big guns in there. Mm. I mean, Ghana and uh, Ivory Coast have got to be thinking, yeah, we can have this. Well, Ab- Adel Tarats, Morocco are through. They've yeah. He's got a great free kick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course, yeah. Morocco. Then. For uh, Ivory Coast, next see the two Tories scoring on Did the two Scottish. Oh, I no. love that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Marvellous, righto. Uh, now, let's go to South America. Um, in Brazil, uh, the, the government have recently said that they were going to offer half price tickets to pensioners at the 2014 World Cup. A, a worthy thing to do, I think. Nice touch, yeah. lovely. Um, some, uh, there's an organisation who have put a stop to it. A guy by the name of FIFA. Um, uh, they have stopped this because I suppose they can. Uh, a number of politicians have criticised the Brazilian government for signing away far too much control to FIFA. But you don't get the choice, though, do you? Well, if you don't do that, you don't have the World Cup. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, yeah. they they actually had FIFA over a barrel on this because it was given to South America that tournament. Only mm. Brazil and I. Th- oh, who was the other one? Brazil and another nation. Was it the Galapagos Island? It was the Galapagos yeah. Island. <laughs> the new nation. <laughs> <laughs> they put bids in to host a tournament, and the other, the other country um, re- rejected, uh, withdrew their bid, sorry. Mm. So it was only Brazil. <laughs> so they had to give it to them. <laughs> so Brazil <laughs> could have really bartered them. Yeah. Well, and Ricardo Teixeira didn't take the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing <laughs> But yeah, so apparently FIFA will be exempt from all taxes whilst in Brazil and create, as we saw in South Africa, a state within a state. You think FIFA would be happy with the pensioners half price, given they are all pensioners? <laughs> <laughs> they'll be selling them they, 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 they're tickets they, they this is want. not a bazaar this is FIFA for fella yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's disgusting a, a, spokesman, a spokesman for FIFA said uh, we do respect Brazil's national laws and regulations just not at all but we've, the, we've just changed them yeah. Yeah. but the World Cup is a unique event yeah <laughs> What else do they organise? That's your fault. <laughs> no, it, it is. We do respect Brazil's laws and <laughs> institutions and whatnot, but what are you going to do yeah. if you change it? <laughs> it, it it's horrible. It, we it do respect horrible. Brazil's Gross. whatever it is you've got there. <laughs> but we're here now. Forget about all that. FIFA carnival. Yeah. <laughs> there has been some uh, some good stuff coming out of Brazil recently, though. Uh, don't you worry about that. The president of... Well, is this good? Is it... Well, I will see. Uh, the president of Brazilian club Santos could be planning to register... A 71-year-old man to play in the 2011 World Club Cup. <laughs> now, the man in question goes by the name of Pele. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he wants to give Pele the chance to complete a hat-trick of World Club trophies. And, and why wouldn't you? Uh, the, because the, he's 71. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just utterly, utterly cursory. It seems yeah. like an obvious argument. But, uh, <laughs> Santos President uh, Luis um, Oliveira Ribeiro said, that It struck me that Pele was a three-time world champion, 58-62-70, with the national team, but only twice with Santos, 62-63. Um, he did say Pele, t- Pele was positive uh, and promised to get fit and participate for a few minutes mm. that was 48 years ago <laughs> Someone, someone's had a liquid lunch haven't they yeah and they've told the secretary to take the something is, up for them Pete I don't even think it is that <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem I don't think they are drunk you're despairing I, I think that's actually what they think yeah it's nothing if, if it was in England you'd think yeah probably drunk yeah he'd probably think he's old school <laughs> yeah. and then Partridge would say a byword for an alcoholic but <laughs> in Brazil they actually do think like that don't they oh yeah, yeah are you telling me uh, are you telling me love I've got your name there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me, Luke, that we're not going to see the exact same situation? England, the uh, however many caps David Beckham's got yeah. when he's seventy, no he'll way. turn up on the pitch at some point. Yeah, he promised, if he promised, we're just as stupid. If he promised to train and get fit, <laughs> you'd have him in, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, <laughs> his, his fame was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all this nonsense um, uh, I, th- I think you see yourself as like this holy triumvirate of you of, of <laughs> Beckham, Spen and you but Beckham and Spen don't really know about it yeah don't they 
Emphatically no. Now, do you remember the 1994 World Cup, Jimbo? Mm. Thought you would. Um, now, do you also remember more specifically when Bebeto scored uh, Brazil's second goal against Holland when he celebrated doing the now famous uh, cradle rocking celebration with Romario and Mazzinho? Scored against mm. Ed De Hoy, went round him. Yeah. Don't see that enough, do you? No, you don't no. see that. What an but iconic. that's what makes it special. Yeah. What an iconic celebration it was. Yeah. Well, the baby that he was uh, giving that um, celebration to, aiming it at, I suppose, uh, he's grown up. <gasps> And he's now training with Flamengo. I think he signed for them, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's signed uh, for the youth setup. The world's youth first team. invisible footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Magical. Ghosting through defences. <laughs> um, yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? So yeah, it makes you feel old. Time flies. Well, obviously, it makes sense mm. through yeah. the passage of time, but it's just funny to think that. Uh, baby yeah, from Me- their baby from Nevermind's in like his 20s now. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. depressing, isn't it? He's an artist. Yeah. Macaulay Colgan's 18. Um, uh, right, uh, in Peru. Was he signed for Flamengo as well? <laughs> He's on for the Galapagos Islands. Uh, now, in Peru. Uh, goalkeeper Victor Uyoa of uh, the team Carlos Minucci recently came out. This is in the is Peruvian. Is he the basis from the Killers? <laughs> yeah, he he's also, left now. He, left <laughs> he also plays in the Peruvian third division. Okay, right. Uh, which is a is, that, is that why he left? Yeah, you can't do both. Very good. You can't do both. You can't do both. Now he recently came out and said this against a female referee officiating in the Peruvian third division: <laughs> the woman should be cooking. Get out of football Women are for serving men um, He has apologised Saying no excuses I'm sorry I was just blinded by rage mm. <laughs> You can't be blinded By sex Now <laughs> if you think That some Premier League managers Insult referees <laughs> Oh do they do yeah. Well it's nothing They <laughs> <laughs> really do Anyway Talking of uh, Referees getting abused Let's quickly pop back To Europe If, I, if we might mm, We're all uh, over the place today To, yeah. to Italy yeah, there's a referee in Serie A from Florence called Gianluca Rossi, and uh, recently he re- officiated the Inter Napoli match, made a number of bad decisions. And Ranieri, Ranieri went mental, didn't he? Ranieri went mental. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Mm. Um, there's another man with the same name who also lives in Florence, and he's been receiving threatening phone calls due to mistaken identity. <laughs> He said, it's not the first time it's happened, and that's why I follow this referee's performances, to see if I need to expect some telephone threats. <laughs> just, go, just go ex-directory. Yeah. <laughs> Tell someone. Yeah, it's, it's one phone call. He has to monitor the mascot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you think he can... It was onside. Hang on, Hang on. so if, if, he, if they have good performances, does he get people ringing him up going, no, well done. Maybe that's it, he likes the attention. You know as well as I do, that doesn't happen. Really. Yeah, one team is going to be upset with him. Yeah. Each match, surely. Especially in Italy. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. He, he says, I always hope the referee uh, officiates well, but in any case, it's never nice to hear someone tell you on the phone they're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Do you remember when Urs Meyer had that poor, well, what was perceived to be a poor decision for in an England game? Oh, and there's yeah, someone yeah. printing his telephone number. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, well, you know. Classy. To, yeah. be, to be fair, you know, to Meyer. All Wayne Rooney did was stamp on Ricardo Carvalho's balls. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ronaldo Condus. Nah. He Condus. <laughs> he conned the referee by winking in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. I, I love this article how it states um, that he's an unemployed man from Florence. <laughs> he can't leave the house. He's terrified. He just wants the attention. Yeah. Do you reckon that's those people about that job offer? <laughs> no. Uh, no, people trying to kill no. you again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the interview went that badly, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to kill you with an awesome job? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh dear. Now then, uh, this is, we're off to Germany now. This was a story oh, from. Look at you. Wow. This is a story from last week, Jimbo. It's almost like there's no football but happening. Luke, you're going to love. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you're going to love. Why this is one. nobody talking about the Newcastle Falcons uh, Newcastle United Classic Eleven against the Liverpool Classic Eleven? I knew he'd get it in there. I left it out of the running order. They lost four-one. Alan Shearer missed a penalty. Steve Watson scored. Thank you very much. Yeah, you should oh, have bloody love Steve Watson. You'll at least be happy Steve about Watson, that. Yeah. You should have stuck with the four-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on aggregate, it's massive now. Yeah, what can we do to possibly make this game better? Uh, redo it and make it work? Yeah. No, not that. Anything but that. Just redo like it when everyone's fat and bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just nice to see Paul Briss, well. <laughs> it always is. It always is. Right then. Get to Germany, Mark. Germany. You're did, that, did that Italian referee ref it? Doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, exhibition matches now? That's never a penalty. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Luke, you're going to love this one. Um, Bayern Munich fans caught shagging in the stands during a match against Hoffenheim. It <laughs> Why am I specifically going to love that one? Because you love shagging, yeah, you yeah, <laughs> banter, <laughs> men, men you, top you gear. Like Bayern Munich fans. I've never even been to Munich. <laughs> Sausage train. <laughs> Wee. Pathetic. Two fans were <clears throat> ejected from the stadium. Uh, they, this happened within 16 minutes of the kickoff. They were making new fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's, a, it's a drive. It's the, like yeah. that, that video that. Um, <laughs> was it? Get, get a was it in Spain? What's that? It was Getafe, wasn't it? What was that one? They, they did a video encouraging oh, yeah, oh, right, fans right. to have kids. Yeah, blimey. Um, the the eyewitness quote is just stunning from this. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, "I I thought it did not look right. They had absolutely no inhibitions. Both pulled the pants down and just went at it." <laughs> That was is generally how it works. Was it two boys, oh, or two, or, uh, two boys or a boy or a girl? I think it was a, a lad and a lass. Oh, um, a lad but, and a lass. Uh, the stewards told them to stop, uh, which they did. But during halftime, they had another go and were chucked out. Pushing <laughs> the luck. Do you think yeah. it's, maybe they're a new couple? He's, he's dragged her along to, to the football, see if yeah. she likes it. She doesn't really, so she's been really clever is about it. Is it like, like this every week? Getting away to go, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, the match ended nil-nil. But at least somebody scored. <laughs> no. get, I was about to say, up. I was hoping it'd be like 2 1, and I was going to say, they come from behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You got anything, Pete? Uh, jism. <laughs> <laughs> Is that alright? Is that the level we're talking yeah. here? Mm. That was better than you normally do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Frank Gordon Eriksson has offered David Beckham a chance to join Leicester City in a player coach role. Fuck off, Marcus. <laughs> and now it's time for going for gloves. <laughs> no, because no, Eriksson actually said, Beckham, he will never say no to me. He says, Sped, we'll see. Stop we'll it. We'll see. That's him saying Shut no. Up. He's just being very polite about it. So. <laughs> no, if, you, if you keep talking about it, he'll keep putting it in. So <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Let's go for gold. Let's. Going for going for gold. Gold. Right. I need to um, step up here because I'm getting left behind. Yeah, well, you are. Again. Three, three, one, one. Well, I know for a fact, Luke, this is a player that you are familiar with. Pete's got the same foot as me, and he's even in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad I'm doing. And you can't hear in one of your ears as well this week. It's so very again? troubling. Yeah, hey, you're, you're hey. injured. Right, come yeah, on. Yeah, you've got an ear injury. Um, right, okay, I sh- basically go for Glold. If you're not familiar, everyone, I chuck a load of uh, clues to a mystery footballer, and these guys jump in when they think they've got it and uh, speculate as to who it might be. And uh, Luke is. He's languishing at the bottom of the list. I am yeah. deaf in my right ear tonight, yeah. though. So all right, well, I'll shout Luke, it even if you win it, Marcus and I are still ahead. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just, uh, right. Your first no clue. Pressure. Your first clue is. I refused my final two pay packets, instead opting to sponsor two youth team players. Oh, that's interesting. That it's a nice little, f- a nice thing mm, to I like do. That. It's a nice good thing start. to do. Scored my first international goal against Germany in Bremen. 
I had five years in the wilderness internationally after playing a B international in Wrexham. Stop. Oh, is it Chris? It's not Chris no, Sutton. It's not Chris Sutton. You're just thinking who's the B international. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played under manager Craig Brown. Ooh. I was the last Englishman to score at Old Wembley, though the internet is a twat when it comes to providing confirmation Stop. on shit like this. Come on, Luke. Tony Adams. No. Stop. Robbie Fowler. No. Tony, ah. Tony Adams was the last Englishman to score at Wembley, wasn't he? The old Wembley? I don't believe he was. All right. I was at that. Oh, no, it must have been a different game. I now work for Al Jazeera. And Talksport. I was born in Gateshead. Stop. No, I'm sorry, sorry. Stop. Chris Waddle? No. No, he was never the last person to score at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> this game does weird things to you. That's what uh, Alhaj Albert did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've only got one. I can probably make up a, clothes, a couple of clues Stop. after this. <laughs> Stop. Alan Shearer? No. Stop. Peter, Peter Beardsley? No. <laughs> Peter Beardsley? Peter Beardsley? Drugs. Stop. Up. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the shitty sports, uh, sports again. He basically said at one point, I still text Ali McCoist saying, Come on, if David Weir is getting a game at uh, 39, there is hope for me yet. Hang no. on. Come on, Mark. Don Hutchinson, Mark. Get in there! How'd you work that out? The clues coming together. I, the I tricked Englishman. you. you it, the see. playoff. The playoff. Oh, so he's English. I remember, him I remember him scoring against Germany. Exactly. Side foot, edge of the box, bottom corner, and because Scotland beat Germany in Germany. Yeah. So uh, and England hadn't done it for ages. Obviously, five on and all that crap. He was born in Gateshead, but his dad was uh, yeah, a Scottish was, miner, was and he was and he was really um, very really good. I've still got one point. Yeah, <laughs> it, certainly wasn't Matt, it certainly wasn't Matt Elliott. <laughs> 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 if he's got clue. his number again, that's out of order. See, <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a clue. It's a direct quote. No, but you can't have that. We'll, we'll get it. Anything Wang related, we'll get it. <laughs> 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 that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> right, time for emails. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady Jimbo. You got an email. I do have an email. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I wouldn't mind. Right, is how this works, isn't it? Um, Ramblers. Hello. Right. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd send a line about my football team here in Stockholm. Uh, Longholmen. We recently reached the final of the Stockholm Cup and faced a Division 2 side by the name of Salentuna United, who are coached by none other than former Arsenal and Everton midfielder Anders Limpar. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. Mm. The funny thing about Limpar is that he is famous in Sweden not just for football but for a legendary, uh, legendary episode of Blasningen I think that's pronounced which is a bit like sort of uh, when Noel Edmonds had his gotchas on whatever show that was and uh, in it Limpar was convinced during a flight between Gothenburg and Stockholm that a fellow passenger was a scientist <laughs> who had a time machine with him and that when they landed <laughs> they were one year in the future when they landed yeah <laughs> oh, I didn't believe it <laughs> they were then met by the military and TV crews he fell for it completely it's a bit of a sore point for him from <laughs> Joe Murphy that is Brilliant. amazing I couldn't believe I'd never heard that no that is that amazing email. that is a rubbish time machine <laughs> yeah <laughs> just want you want to go back yeah <laughs> what? can yeah. I choose but no no no, no. <laughs> it has to be one year hard hoarded in surely yeah you've got to go to the same place you're going that's not our time <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go all over the shop <laughs> oh Anders oh Pete what have you got for us um, I've got one from Rob Partridge hello 
Hi, Marcus and the gang. I'm not Smelly having this. Rob no. Partridge. <laughs> Stop it. Stop nicking things from Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Marcus and the gang. I'm not having this. This isn't fair. No. Marcus I mean. and the gang. I don't Marcus know how that is. Like a really, really <laughs> cool and the gang. Yeah, like a Surrey-based <laughs> version of cool and the gang. He's a good man, old Rob. I don't know him. <laughs> I feel like I do. Uh, right, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Why have I never emailed before? Simply because I always felt I'd save it for something special. He's apparently saying this is something special. Get on uh, with it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> So here it is, a heartwarming tale of bridges being built across the Atlantic. The story I want to tell you doesn't even involve me. It concerns a good friend of mine, Henry May. Back in 2008... <laughs> yeah, all right, Rob. <laughs> it's like Come on. Yeah. Back this is a problem with your private part. Back in 2008... <laughs> <laughs> if he's got his Henry May out, that's out of order. <laughs> Back in 2008, Henry went travelling around South America and fell in love with Buenos Aires. Being a die-hard Fulham fan like myself, he wanted to adopt a local team that reflected the ethos of our beloved West London club. Boca, too touristy. River, too much expectation. Vela Sarsfield, San Lorenzo, Independiente. Well, he just don't have the charm, do they, he says. <laughs> uh, Henry's heard of a plucky team, often overshadowed by the bright lights of their bigger neighbours, called Huracan. What they lacked ah. in international uh, recognition, they made up for in passion and pride perfect he says <laughs> Henry attended his first hurricane game at a local dabbing his bitter rival San Lorenzo the game was called off after 15 minutes but uh, undeterred <laughs> standard in he, he caught he caught the hurricane bug which sounds awful um, <laughs> returning to Blighty a few months later Henry set up his own Sunday league team there was never any doubt what he was going to call them Hurricane FC yeah. uh, they play in a replica hurricane kit uh, complete with uh, iconic red and white hot air balloon as their crest lovely to say mm. things have snowballed from here would be a bit of an understatement they've turned into a, a Facebook sensation in Argentina recruiting hundreds of uh, Argentinian followers a week uh, the latest instalment of this tale has seen the club contacting Henry again and uh, inviting the whole of his Sunday league team out to Argentina in the summer for a pre-season training session with their first team squad, squad and uh, an on-pitch unveiling in front of thousands of uh, Huracan fans Amazing. how good is they that? Did, a, didn't the BBC pick, pick up the, the, the BBC yeah. did mm. um, they, they were out on the pitch in fr- like, I think they've got about five or six thousand like yeah. loyal fans in Argentina mm. now, and they were re- they they were paraded on the pitch <laughs> in, front of, like, in this great big stadium in Argentina. And it's just a new league team that haven't been going for that long. No, as well. it's not an established super. team. I think they play in South London in Clapham. Yeah, should we change our team's name to like FC Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He says we should try and get a game against what, him, a, what, what a trick What a trick <laughs> yeah. well, Henry May uh, He says work. I'm not writing a boast I brag about Henry's achievement Just that you can get A warm glow From the thought of Thousands of Argentinians Logging on to Facebook Every Sunday evening To track the fortunes Of this plucky bunch Of misfits He does end the email By saying Thanks for your time Marcus And keep up the brilliant Work on the blog You didn't even write A blog Marcus yeah. Don't I Was this you No <laughs> <laughs> I'll not have this Marcus I, I want to play against them Let's set up a round Game against them no, yeah. they, 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 They've been training In Argentina they will be jet lag, Mark. Can we play the bug? Can we play them in Hurricane Stadium? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, know. that's our first demand. <laughs> I want to see them play the Hurricanes off the telly, the cartoon. Remember yeah, them? Yeah. Champion spirit is here to stay. Apparently, oh, lords, ladies and gentlemen, profile time. Now this week. There is a birthday. It's a 74th birthday for one of the legends, the true greats of the English game. 
and a knight of the realm. It's Sir Bobby Charlton. Ooh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Don Hutchinson. Massive. <laughs> That's not good enough for a knight of the realm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, an old-fashioned sporting hero, I think we can all agree. Uh, he was born on the 11th of October, 1937. 30 years before the summer of love. There you go. Yeah, Easy yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, he was at his peak during the summer of love. Yeah, he would have been, yeah. World champion Yeah, the summer of love, yeah. No, the Scots were the world champions in 1967. Oh, yeah, that's right, right yeah. <laughs> a real gentleman, true gent, uh, a fantastic player, and just went about his uh, profession with modesty and much aplomb, I think mm. we can agree. He almost feels like football's granddad now, doesn't Mr. he? Mr. Football. Yeah. Because there's no yeah. more Sir Bobby, that's why Sir Bobby Robson. So now he's the, he's the one who stepped into his shoes, mm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Another Sir Bobby? Yeah. Sir Bobby Shoes. Charlton was born into a footballing family with a number of his relatives being professional footballers, including a certain Jackie Milburn, Newcastle legend. Mm. Oh, yeah. That kind of makes it sound like he was born, like, like subbed on, like, immediately, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of his mother's womb, yeah. into a footballing family. I like that. Uh, now, um, <laughs> I'd be proud to sit on that bench. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Tevez. <laughs> uh, Charlton was picked for England schoolboys uh, to play against Wales, obviously, when he was very young. Now, in those days, they got huge crowds for these games, well into the tens of thousands sometimes, and uh, people saw what a good player he was at such a young age, and word got round to many clubs. Apparently, they had loads of scouts coming round to the family home to inquire about a young Bobby Charlton. His mother remembered this, saying, I'd be cleaning the fireplace in the morning, and I'd look round, and there'd be another one of them standing in the kitchen behind me there were times when we had one get in <laughs> people didn't used to lock their front oh, doors yeah. did they yeah. sorry yeah there'd be one in the front room and one in the kitchen talking about agents and scouts yeah. and I, 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 I like the idea of that because um, these days it's all about it seems a bit like, sub, bit like subterfuge like oh they promised a family a car mm. and, and oh you got it there was plenty of that going on yeah but old school it seems a little it probably wasn't but it seems a bit more respectful back in those I think, days I think, see the mum and dad see how they're getting on I think, he's, I think the mum said that uh, one scout said he promised us double the amount of what the highest uh, offer had been so far but it didn't ask what that amount was so you oh, could have yeah. taken them for absolute wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's brilliant mm. um, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Charlton uh, when he was young he loved to watch uh, the great Sir Stanley Matthews play of course and uh, he studied the way he played and, and Charlton said it was from Sir Stanley Matthews that I learned how to find space how to beat an oppon opponent how to put defenders off balance and how to time my runs and you could see that in his style of play which um, we'll, we'll talk it's about it's annoying because I've watched footballers loads and I'm not learning a damn thing Portsmouth so he <laughs> yeah. He signed professional forms for Matt Busby's Manchester United when he was 17. Scored two goals on his debut against Charlton. Come oh, on, that. there you go. Mm. Charlton scoring against Charlton. Did you get that, Jim? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's a very simple word to say. <laughs> <laughs> Comedic leap. There you go. Uh, this was the era of the famous Busby Babes. United won the league that season and Charlton scored 10 goals in 14 games. Um, of course, and then in February uh, 1958, Charlton was involved in the tragic events of the Munich uh, disaster, where eight of his teammates were, mm. were killed. And Charlton was just 20 years old uh, when he survived the crash. And the mental scars uh, he must have received from these awful events cannot be under underestimated. You know, no. he only just switched seats, didn't he? Because like the, yeah, because right, yeah. it was an aborted takeoff, and mm. he sort of there was an excellent BBC documentary. I uh, sorry, not documentary, BBC uh, dramatization of it, mm. um, where um, Dougray Scott played Matt Busby. Mm. But the report, the uh, didn't one of the, didn't the goalkeeper Harry Gregg end up sort of dragging a lot of them from the wreckage I think, so. I think it, Charlton it, went back in as well didn't he when he was dragged out or something like that well I think Harry Harry, I think 
Harry Gregg was reported to say he thought Charlton had died because yeah, he was, right, he was yeah. unconscious but then when he came back he was actually up and about again but mm. he was in the hospital for a week or so wasn't he absolutely horrible I would, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just words can't describe it so uh, Busby himself barely survived hmm. um, and had the really hard task of rebuilding the team you know they um, got to the FA Cup final that season didn't yeah, they they did yeah they unfortunately they, they lost yeah but yeah, lost he, to Bolton they did yeah uh, Nat Lofthouse I think yeah. um, he built the, re- the team around Bobby Charlton who became a big figure in the club's resurgence and Charlton was played out wide a lot uh, by Busby but he brought him into the centre of the field just kind of behind the forwards attacking midfielder which got the best out of Charlton I, th- I think we can agree uh, absolutely pivotal in, in the team's attacks there mm. great passer of the ball decent in the tackle very comfortable on the ball uh, a lot of skill speed could absolutely wang it as well what a shot <laughs> yeah. what and a shot let, let's, yeah. it's, 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 people probably realise this but let's just make it completely clear yeah. the balls were heavy then <laughs> yeah. especially when it was raining and you most imagine of how hard he could pick it now and most of the times when he saw those clips where he'd just absolutely pang it in the top he'd get top left as well it wouldn't be no, just like tri- it. Yeah. It would be, but he'd, um, he'd have only run about 30 yards my yeah. granddad said my granddad said when he played football when he was young because they were about the same age right. he'd go up for a header and it'd, he'd have a proper headache for like, the rest of the day <laughs> yeah. just heading the ball not worth doing they had lasers in them at, at times didn't they yeah. no, but it, he had those shots that would just keep rising you know that's the, yeah, that's the sign yeah, of a properly yeah, yeah. belted shot <laughs> <laughs> and what was really impressive as well I mean you look at the old fi- footage of players like this and particularly sort of in the English league and just because of the weather the pitches were so bad yeah. a player like Bobby Charlton and, and George Best as well the, the, the skills they had they were really put to the test yeah, by the yeah. pitches a lot of the time totally yeah. excellent point yeah uh, he got his first England cap in 1958 uh, playing as a more defensive midfielder selected to go to the World Cup in Sweden in, in 1958 but didn't play played at the 62 World Cup um, and then won the FA Cup in 1963 and the league in 1965 with Manchester United but let's go to 1966 uh, where because we don't do that enough here, no, he's so good, Bobby Charlton, that we just gloss on over league titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one, won that, won that, won that, won that, 1966. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, <laughs> our proud lion. <laughs> <laughs> Much fewer matches yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to win a win. Yeah, forget what you heard at the start of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just before the World Cup, he was named Football Writers Player of the Year and would later be named European Footballer of the Year. He was 28 going into that tournament. A 28-year-old Bobby Charlton. Peak. Oh. Looked hair like a 50-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Swept <laughs> over beautifully. Lulled him into a full yeah. sense of security. You, yeah, you look, at, you look at his hair when he was younger and oh, I yeah. sort of look, see a lot of his hair in my hair and I think, <laughs> oh, God. There's a great picture of him uh, convalescing after the Munich <laughs> air disaster where he's in the alley um, playing with a bunch of kids. Oh, that's right. And he's got a wonderful quiff. Wonderful <laughs> 50s yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. I think Bobby Charlton's hair just really kind of epitomises how much he wouldn't give up on a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a real winner's Excellent. attitude. Yeah, yeah. He won that hair. Skillful with the ball, skillful with the brush. <laughs> Leave it, let it go, I can win it back. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't over hair. It's all about percentages. In a way, with his haircut, he invented the pressing game. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the side sweep. Um, he, uh, England drew their first game 0 0 at uh, the 1966 World Cup, and they needed something to spark their campaign. In the, the second game yeah, against Mexico, yeah, in the second game against Mexico, it happened. He scored, yeah, the only goal of the game, wasn't it? Bobby's Belter. Yeah. I think it was 2 0. Oh, it was 2 0, sorry, yeah. It was a great hit, anyway. Oh, my goodness. I love this. He said, um, I picked the ball up quite deep, and I had no intention of shooting at goal. I didn't really expect them to allow me to keep going, so I just banged it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the thought of Alf Ramsey going, bang it! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of when, you know, Steven Gerrard when he scored that goal in the FA Cup final to equalise West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. The worst thing about that was, the real sick of the West Ham fans, is he said, like, after the game, oh, yeah, I wasn't so knackered, I wouldn't have shot then. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> I knew it was either going to go up for a goal kick. Yeah. In a sense, I and didn't I, really want to score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I hit it there, it went out for a goal kick, I could stay where I was <laughs> yeah. for the goal kick, so yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, in the semi final against Eusebio's Portugal, scored both goals in a, in a 2 1 win. The second being another lovely drilled effort. Yes, but Eusebio scored Portugal's goal, didn't he? He did, yeah. Mm. I think it was a penalty, he might have scored. Uh, one of the Portuguese players even shook uh, Bobby Charlton's hand after he scored that goal. He was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if, we, if we're going home, then I'm glad it's to that. Yeah. You know? mm. <laughs> I love that. That's a great shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, get, he'd get him sent off nowadays. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. In the final, Franz Beckenbauer was assigned to take care of Charlton. However, as um, De Kaiser himself said, England beat us in 1966 because Bobby Charlton was just a bit better than me. Mm. Yeah, they were sort of assigned to each other. Kind of, kind way, of, yeah. yeah. Which restricted Charlton's kind of uh, attacking flair. Well, Charlton played just behind Hurst and Hunt, didn't But he, yeah, but if, 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 if he was tracking following Beckenbauer at the time, okay, so right. make yeah. Scott Moore Again, runs. such an interesting quirk of the libero role that you've got an attacking midfielder like that marking someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, indeed. He did say um, emotionally to uh, his uh, big brother Jack straight after winning the, the World Cup, he's just like, what else is there left to achieve now? <laughs> European Cup. Well, <Wow>. 68. <laughs> there you go. The moon. <laughs> go to the moon. So, yeah, um, as I said earlier, Bobby Charlton won the European Player of the Year award and was one of three Manchester United players to do this in the 60s, along with Dennis Law and George Best, the Holy Trinity. The Belfast boy. There you go. Um, there is, of course, a brilliant statue of them, uh, the three of them outside Old Trafford, which is well worth a turn of the head if you're there, which I'd imagine you would have done. <laughs> worth a turn of the head. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, <laughs> Suddenly I was ladies. in East London in the 50s. <laughs> uh, four years after 66, Charlton and England lost to the Germans in the quarterfinal. After Sir Alf Ramsey had subbed Charlton off with 20 minutes to go after they were winning, thinking, oh, I'll just give him a bit of a rest before the semi final. Mistake. The Germans won 3 2. And uh, that was the last game of uh, Charlton's England career. He retired from international football. 105 caps, 49 goals. Mm. Still the top scorer, isn't he? Yep. He is indeed. I still um, think Michael Owen's going to beat that. <laughs> yeah. So does Michael Owen <laughs> And Henry Winter uh, in, in 1968 Possibly his finest hour As a United player Came when they won The European Cup 4-1 against Benfica Two goals in the final At Wembley mm. He's a man for the big occasion Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Do you know what It was quite a nice touch actually He famously missed The post-match celebrations As he um, had a, a solitary remembrance Of his old teammates That uh, That's nice. uh, died in, in Munich he finished playing at Old Trafford in 1973. They went to Preston North End for a little bit. Player manager stint. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he had a, uh, an even briefer stint with Waterford in the Republic of Ireland, I think it was, in 1976. I bet he was class. I bet <laughs> he was just graceful around the pitch. Yeah. yeah. He, can't, he it wasn't that great at management, but I think he sort of decided it wasn't for him. Was you fair to say, Jim? Yeah, I, I, I read something about that. I think that's kind of fair enough when a manager does that, especially if there are someone that's had a sort of real you know, huge impact on the game. And I th- I, I'd want to preserve my status, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. If it's I'd not done like something like that, and I think fair enough. It's not like he stopped working. He's an ambassador for Manchester exactly, yeah, United. Right. Well, well, the, the, the two sort of polar opposites of, of everything that's right about football and everything that's wrong about football is when Bobby Charlton was asked to go up at the Moscow Champions League mm. between Chelsea and United, oh, yeah. and he was very humble and, and, and just didn't really t- do much with his medal. And Kenya was straight up, <laughs> yeah. medal over. Yeah, look at me, oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Kenya never even played in the playground. Exactly, yeah. Peter. Your players there, they're gutted to have lost. Yeah. You can't believe your luck. Getting <laughs> you should not be strutting. You shouldn't even be within the same postcode. Well, mm. fair enough, he's chief executive. You know what I mean. <laughs> 
Chung was a very humble man you've got to say um, so yeah in, yeah in the early 80s he became director uh, of Manchester United still that today he took and a penalty against Dave Besant last season did he? yeah and, and he scored it he what? looked a lot more agile than Dave Besant <laughs> that way yeah, I remember seeing him at the BBC it was a sports personality of the year and I think he might have got some sort of lifetime achievement award mm. very humble didn't really you could tell he was didn't really want to have all the fuss made of him and that sort of he thing did, you know? yeah, yeah. he received a knighthood in 1994 and of course the BBC sports personality of the year lifetime achievement award in 2008 Presented by Jack Charlton Yeah brother, it was yeah. yeah Nice mm. touch But a, a legend And true gentleman Of the game And I'll leave the last words To his friend And former manager Matt Busby He said There has never been A more popular footballer He was as near perfection As man and player As it is possible to be Ah oh, hey. Bobby, Bobby Charlton Ferguson said He's the best ever Yeah, yeah High praise indeed There you go there we are kids it's the end of the football ramble for another week if you would like to get in touch with us the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and that is where you can enter the competition for Pez 2012 answering the opening question which was at the start of the show Pete uh, yeah, of course, we are sponsored by Pez 2012. Forever evolving, forever football, forever pro Evo. <laughs> Just uh, visit them at facebook.com forward slash Pez for more info. That's P E S. And if you want to win a copy of the game, tell us the second international team you want to play for and why and make it funny. Mm. Mm. Funnier than ours, anyway. We'll read, yeah, we'll read them out. <laughs> make H- us better. mental. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, what's yeah. happening at the website, thefootballramble.com? Oh, on the website this week, there are blogs on England, Blackburn's Woe, and one from Dermot Corrigan on Spain's European Nations Cup winner, Jesus, uh, sorry, Jesus Schus Pereira, who is uh, unwittingly part Great of what name. looks like a weird sort of conspiracy. It's a fascinating read, that one. Uh, elsewhere, there's the uh, Dean Windass Hall of Fame, there's Pick Live, there are Minute by Minutes, and of course, the Forum, which has all kinds of strange wonders on it. So yeah, get over, thefootballramble.com. And we've just announced details of our now traditional Ramble Christmas drinks a bit earlier this year, uh, 26th of November. November. Um, it'll be in central London somewhere, but the uh, exact location is to be confirmed. Get yourself onto the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash football ramble, to confirm your attendance or drop us an email. There we are. Uh, right, that leaves me enough time to say say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye, PT. Go play pick live. And goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Ramble out. But Dave Besson is a big man in that goal. Pulled a few good saves as well in that first half. Come on, Sir Bobby. Sir Bobby Charlton against Dave Besson. Was it ever in doubt? Sent him the wrong way. Sir Bobby <laughs> celebrates with the old Trafford crowd.